Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. It is a big day, as is every day, to fight for America, defend our values, and honor the brave who have made us and kept us free. People like Duke Sipple. Wes Hazelton, Griff Griffin, Scott Township, John Racked, Dixon City, late of Florida, Dale Scott, Mountaintop, the veterans we honor today. And uh, we thank, as always, and mention Road Scholar Transport. And they tell you, if you've got unique shipping needs, Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit RoadScholar.com. And when you're on RoadScholar.com, go forward slash Camp Freedom and leave a message for our veterans. And one of those messages will adorn, well, more than one of those messages, will adorn the sides of Road Scholar trailers that are driving throughout the eastern, northeastern United States. So get there, roadscholar.com forward slash Camp Freedom. And then the Dunmore Lumber Company. Today is the Anthony J. Cadaro Memorial Golf Tournament at Glenmora. Can't wait to get out there. And uh, that's the place you beat the Big Box Blues, 622 South Blakely Street in Dunmore. All right, John Perillo's with us, and uh, we talked about what you know a little bit about what he wanted to cover today in Monday Musings, and here he is, John Perillo. Welcome. Hey, Bob, good to be here, and thank you for giving me time with you and your audience. Well, uh, we've, we had we, a good weekend. We've been talking about, John, uh, this Ukraine situation and the and the really the war of attrition aspect of it, that all right. of this could have been avoided back in March of, the, uh, of last year, 2022, with uh, Turkish President Erdogan's proposal. That the Russians had uh, accepted. (laughs) Right. And 500,000 deaths later. (sighs) Yeah, it's a a, – and what I'd like to do today is to talk really about the tactics. And, and you know, I may – what Bob's alluding to is, you know, all war is politics by another means. So – when there is the opportunity for peace and you choose 
something other than that, you are essentially saying politically you can't accept the terms that you've been offered. Uh, there is nothing to negotiate that we can negotiate politically. So you you, you take up arms, right? And uh, well, the remarkable comments- part about this particular deal is all it was was the status quo, right? With with no NATO membership for Ukraine, and Crimea is Russian territory. Then the troops well, withdraw. And 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 again, the specifics of that. I think you know there was a, that interview that was uh, had uh, with Zelensky on. I think it was uh, Fox News, and they talked about you know his options. And one of the things he said was, "What do you say to the people of of Ukraine who have suffered so greatly under the Russians?" When, you know, you when you decide to have peace and you decide to let the Russians keep what they have, what's what's your as a leader? What's what's he supposed to say to those people? It was a, it was a very interesting interview. Um, I, I think he feels or he stated that he felt that he really had no option uh, and he couldn't he couldn't give up any territory. Now, well, I, I, the way I thought that question was framed, though, was including allowing the Russians to keep the portions of the Donbass and other regions they currently occupied, not not only uh, uh, not only uh, the Crimean Crimea. Peri- it, right. it, 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 my interpretation was it extended beyond that. But also, he's in the middle of a war. You don't negotiate away on TV something right. that you might want to give later. You know, I, I, right. I thought it was an interesting answer, too, though. Right. And I think and Bob's absolutely correct. So in the back of Zelensky's mind, I am reasonably certain he knows he's not getting Crimea back. There's no way that he has the arms and the troops to to cross into the peninsula because of because of the very fact that it is a peninsula without a navy and without an amphibious landing. He's you know, they can continue to do. Um, unconventional warfare tactics against that part of his country. But to really invade it and kick the Russians out, I think, is really beyond his ability. But you, as Bob said, you don't, you don't lead with that. What you lead with is you begin to attack that area, and then you say, okay, we will, we will uh, allow the, the Russians to keep Crimea, but we, we want everything else back, and that's the Donbass and the eastern provinces that he's referring to. You know, the, the problem is, of course, that Putin has said that those are Russian provinces and that, that, you know, and that there's nothing to negotiate there either. So which brings us back to the fact that we're in a war. Um, And I think, you know, there was a couple of things that were interesting that we had talked on this show about combined arms and, you know, why the, why the Ukrainians aren't using them in fact, because they don't have them. Uh, And the second thing was this week, this past week, what, what brought this to the front of my mind was, as part of the continuing resolution passed in the House, we see that Ukraine funding is now a bargaining chip. And you know, I realize I have personal feelings that cloud how I look at the military situation, but I thought I'd address the Ukrainian tactics, not their strategy, although the two impact each other, to help us better understand what's going on. And interestingly, there was an article by a Green Beret Major, Major Rose, that touched on some of this. It was published in a, in a website called uh, War on the Rocks. So these aren't just my thoughts. It was interesting to see a real professional backup kind of what I was thinking. But the first thing I want to talk about is maneuver. And your vets will know this, but for the rest of your audience, 
the way you fight in small units is by using maneuver. So, yes, in larger battles, you bring in artillery and air power if you have time. But when you're in a company-sized unit and you get ambushed, what happens is one squad, which is a third or a fourth of that company, depending on the, on the unit, lays down what's called covering fire. And that's designed to pin down the enemy. doesn't necessarily inflict any casualties. But then the other platoons leap forward, alternating around that covering fire. And then they begin to have covering fire. And then those other platoons maneuver. And they get closer and closer to the enemy. And that's how they destroy them. That's called fire and maneuver. And that's the doctrine we have used forever. Now, of course, our enemies aren't dumb, and they study our tactics, too. So when the U.S. was fighting in Kandahar, the Taliban learned to place uh, IEDs, uh, improvised explosive devices, that made these maneuver tactics damn near impossible or just dangerous as hell. And they, the Taliban, that is, um, as we, they would ambush, as we expected, but every wall or ravine that we could use for that maneuver element, that platoon that was going to go forward, they had previously mined with IEDs. So if our troops used our traditional tactics for anti-ambush, meaning lay down covering fire and start to maneuver, it would have been suicide. And so because of that, our U.S. forces, when they received fire, the new doctrine was not to seek cover and to return fire. It was simply to lay down where you were and start firing at the enemy and hold them down as long as you could and hopefully get some kind of additional support. Now, this goes against all of our past training, but it was a correct approach for the context of fighting near Kandahar. And I'm absolutely certain, as an aside, that it was terrifying because you're no longer maneuvering. You're just sitting there shooting at somebody who's shooting at you, and it becomes a battle of attrition. And the reason why I bring this up is that there are two types of battle. There's maneuver and there's attrition. And so the Ukrainians are, cop- are, are copying this updated U.S. tactic on a much larger scale, and they've been criticized for doing so. But the reason that they're doing so is because the Ukrainian military is facing an enemy that uses the exact same tactics that what our, as our troops experienced in their that limited their ability to maneuver. The Russians have limited the Ukrainian ability to maneuver, mostly with mines, but also with things like ditches and more traditional uh, obstacles like um, um, like wire and those other things, and, and indirect fire, meaning you have mortars and other things that as soon as your enemy begins to maneuver, you just start firing into those ravines, right? And so what happens is the, the Ukrainian army now finds itself in the same situation that our U.S. small units found themselves, in Kandahar. They can't maneuver. So they find themselves in this war of attrition. And we can't really criticize them because it's appropriate to look at the context of why they made that choice. They're making that choice as a rational choice, given the enemy that they're fighting and the way their enemy has set themselves up. And so what we've heard from, you know, this criticism about combined arms, we've talked a little bit about that in the past. Um, one of the narratives is that, you know, some form of American training with a bit more synchronization of air support would cut through the minefields and drive the Russian military from the trenches. But, you know, as we covered in an earlier Monday music, they don't have those arms. Yeah. And even if you do have them, knocking out minefields and dug-in troops is a different type of battle altogether. Um, and I will tell you that to this day, the U.S. military does not train to fight the tactics that Ukraine faces. So, you know, for some armchair general to sit there and say, hey, they need to use combined arms, when our own military found that, that they couldn't do that in places like Afghanistan, is, I think, a bit disingenuous. So, you know, and, but, but, the, and plus the overarching fact you just mentioned, they don't have combined arms because we didn't provide them. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and as usual to your Marine veterans, and I'm not a Marine, I was Navy, but I, I spent a lot of time with the Marines and I love them. 
the, the Marine Corps doctrine states maneuver warfare as, and I'm going to quote from the Marine Corps doctrine because I love it, a warfare philosophy that seeks to shatter the enemy's cohesion through a series of rapid, violent, and unexpected actions which create a turbulent and rapidly deteriorating situation with which he cannot cope. Damn, I love the Marine Corps. Right? But you get the idea. What you're doing in maneuver is you're moving your troops around so quickly that the enemy gets confused, they don't know where you're coming from, and they can't handle it anymore, and they disperse. Right? So uh, that's, that's, that's our, always been our doctrine. That's what we follow. The Ukrainians are not following it for the same reason that we did not follow it um, in, in Afghanistan. And, and so what that leaves us with is that we have now a war that is both a bit of maneuver, but not very much maneuver, and a lot of attrition. And the point of that is that both of these approaches have their place in war. And the Soviet, there's a Soviet military theorist, a guy named Isersen, who recognized that you know, mil- modern military conflicts are, you know, they open with a period of movement, which you know, provides open flanks and gaps to exploit with maneuver. And every single major war fought in the 20th and 21st century began with a period of movement <clears throat> as the aggressor you know, kind of uses their strategic surprise to attack the defender before the defender can mobilize and dig in. And so you think about that historically, right? In the, uh, the German victories at the outset of World War II were usually what we would think of when we, when we talk about victory by maneuver with minimal attrition, right? Those gains were enabled by very specific uh, conditions, though. So in the, Poland, uh, in the Poland instance, for instance, you know, the Germans' victory was, was significantly assisted by the fact that the Polish army just had incomplete mobilization. They weren't ready for that kind of blitzkrieg where the Germans used dismounted troops and tanks moving at high speed and maneuver to get around and behind the Polish lines. And that made it impossible for the Polish people to, to reinforce themselves. That's maneuver at its best. Right. And then in, in France, you know, the, the German army took advantage of the fact that the French were, uh, the bulk of the French army was actually already around positions in Belgium, uh, trying to fel- defend Belgium and the Maginot line, which was a series of, fixed emplacements was designed to prevent the Germans from crossing into France. Well, the Germans, because they understood maneuver, they just went around. Let's go around. (laughs) Very, very similar to us in Iraq. uh, Right, exactly correct. Now, now let's, uh, all right, so uh, let's, let's, because we're we're over time, but uh, to, to not go further in the weeds, the short version of this, John Perillo, and give me your thoughts on this, the uh, casualties for Ukraine, deaths rather, appear to be about 400,000 and somewhere approaching 100,000 for the Russians. Right. Who wins this war of attrition? Uh, well, okay, that's a great question. And the, 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 the issue is that war of attrition is won by whoever inflicts more casualties than the other side can tolerate. And the reason why I put that in, in bold letters, the other side can tolerate, is think about the Vietnam War and think about Afghanistan. We inflicted lots of casualties, but they inflicted more casualties than we could tolerate. And that's what caused the end of that war. Yeah. Right? So, so the, you know, the bottom line is that they are fighting a different war than we want them to fight. It's a different war than we've trained to fight. But we should be you know, really careful about how we criticize them and recognize that you know, this thing will end when one or the other side decides they've had enough. And we, and I don't know what that is. And listening to Zelensky, it's, it's not coming soon. And listening to Putin, it's not coming soon. 
And I think we should just keep that in mind when we're being yeah. uh, critical of Ukraine and when we think about what support we should be giving. And them. real people are dying. John Absolutely. Perillo, at, at, all right, I, if we are way over, but I, one final question, answer quickly if you can. How is the current Ukrainian, uh, with those kinds of casualties, how, how does the current Ukrainian military configure itself? It it, it it can't great be question. it can't be real anymore. That's a great question. The way and and the, and the answer is that they have moved from the U.S. doctrine of large battalion operations to small company operations because they cannot do the combined arms maneuver anymore, and they are waging a war of attrition. What they now do is they try to pick and pick and pick at the Russians and become that poison frog that we talked about mm-hmm. way back in Monday Musings a long time ago that eventually kills its host, even if it gets eaten itself. Yeah. Uh, it's just a matter of time, and I, I wish I had better information for your listeners. I don't. Mm. Well, I guess we could summarize by saying the situation's not good. <laughs> not good. Sad and it's say. not good, and, and war is always horrible, and, you know, I—, I I pray for a peace there. I don't see how it happens, and and uh, I, I you'd like to think that the, if the if the entire world could unite around the fact that the Russians invaded Ukraine and don't need to be there, I think we'd be a lot better off than than the situation that we're in right now. Yeah. John Perillo, Monday Musings. Thank you as always, my friend. And thank you, Bob, and your listeners for spending time with me. I hope you guys have a great week. You too. You too. We look forward to next week. We'll take this break. Bob Cadero, the eponymous show rolls on. Well, that that is a sobering commentary from uh, our friend John Perillo. And it, it didn't have to happen. Even with Biden's weakness, even with the botched withdrawal from Afghanistan. It didn't have to happen. And and much of it, if, if we had simply continued the energy policy we had embarked upon under Trump, and I'll give Trump all the credit for that. I give the, the energy companies credit for that. He let them run, though. Putin could not have done it without the United States withdrawing from the world energy markets for the Green New Deal. Couldn't have done it. And now, the, the consequences of this are 500,000 dead for a war that didn't have to be fought. I, 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 it, it's frightening. By the way, continuing uh, to watch um, snippets of Donald Trump in court as that fiasco continues, it's really, it's, it's a remarkable set of circumstances. Trump claims he had a full disclaimer of his valuations for all of his properties. And that's, I mean, I don't think he'd make the statement if it wasn't correct. So these huge international banks got duped 
That's what Letitia James, the Attorney General from New York State, is saying. They got duped and defrauded by Donald Trump. In other words, they didn't even do their own due diligence, nor do they have to. An international bank. To see if they're not lending more money than the collateral supporting those loans can support. I, it's it's remarkable. How do we, and this is what happens when the left gets control of things. The law is merely another tool. The courts are merely another tool. And they're used against anybody that's in their way. And you know I'm not a Trump supporter. I, I and, and But I'm watching this, and I'm just scratching my head. We're in a sad place. Well, as I always say, uh, when I've got to talk about something as disgraceful as Joe Biden, or in this case, Letitia James, I uh, get to talk about something great, which is the October 31st event honoring the great Steve Vesendak. And Jim Coles, our friend from retired now from NEP Sports, is going to be on with us in just a little bit to discuss that event. And we want to say hello to Jim Coles as well. Bob Cadaro, WILK, the eponymous show will roll on. We'll hear from our great sponsors. Come back with a tribute to our veterans. Uh, give you a little weather. And then it's Jim Coles. We'll be back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You have Jim Coles with you, and so he is. Jim, welcome. How are you? 
How's it going, Bob? It's uh, good to be back, and we're all excited for the event on October 21st. Yeah, I I'm kept saying 31st. Well, Tell- that's Halloween, so that's where your head is at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't even do Halloween. I, no. I, I, You know, sometimes I'd even have the lights off so the kids don't bother me. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Uh, well, Jim, first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I, I was off the uh, air for a year and a half, but uh, when Landon Stoller left at the end of May, the station contacted me, and I probably worked about 14, 15 different days. I'm going to be anchoring this weekend, and I pretty much will be going every Friday football game, uh, the game of the week, if you will, between now and uh, the end of the football season. So oh, putting good. my toe back in the water and just helping out till they can get up to full speed back in the sports department. Oh, that's great. I, I, I enjoy having you back on. Well, I, you got involved in something else, and this is the tribute to Steve Vesendak. And, uh, in fact, he is my guest on the Bob Canaro show on TV this Sunday. Uh, what a, what a great guy, but tell us a little bit about, uh, Steve Vesendek. Well, I know you had Nick Donato on recently and, uh, Bob, what year did you graduate from Dunmore? 79. I know what, 79. What, what year? Seven, okay, so I graduated from North Pocono in 74. Steve Vesendek was like 12 years older than me, but I knew that name growing up. You know, the first games I used to see at the CYC was the Karwaski and the Malin brothers versus your Dunmore brethren, the Murray and, and Jojo Contafio. Mm-hmm. But just a little bit earlier than that was Steve's run with Scranton Prep, and then he went to Duke, and I heard all about him, and I'm like, wow, we have a guy from our area that's the ACC Player of the Year. And then after I met Steve with a couple of uh, symposiums that he comes in from our area, he's always given back down in North Carolina and also here in Lackawanna County, I realized I met a person that was a better person than an athlete, and he was a tremendous athlete. So anything we can do to help out Steve, I mean, he affected so many people's lives. I mean, I did a Zoom with Mike Krzyzewski, so I might as well name drop right at the very top there. And Mike, you know, totally is beholding to Steve and a handful of people that suggested that when you leave West Point, Duke is the place to be. And he scuffled for three years, and they stuck their neck out and said, no, nope, he's the guy, and, and the rest, as they say, is rock and roll, like he's the greatest college coach maybe other than uh, John Wooden. Yeah. And um, so Steve did way more than burnish his image on a basketball court, whether it's burnishing his images by getting bruises or you know that kind of stuff. But he also did so much more outside the scene. So when we got this idea, Dr. Jack O'Malley from the U said a community tribute to Steve Asendek. He contacted me, and and right away we stepped up, and uh, we have a committee of about six, and uh, we're very excited about the evening. And I say the best thing about it, and you're a Dunmore guy, Bonavita, Kathy Gavin, the whole thing is $50. $50 for four hours plus of hearing these speeches and dedicating, you know, the evening to Steve, but it, you can't get a dinner somewhere for $50. So we're very proud of, of the, the price that, that Kathy has worked with us on, and uh, we're very excited to honor Steve. So this is October 21st, yep. st- starting at 5 p.m., am I correct on that? You got it. 5 to about 9 at Bonavita. We have uh, we have guest appearances via Zoom with John Walsh of ESPN. I've already done the ones with Mike Krzyzewski, Jeff Mullins, who's played with Duke and played a long time in the NBA four times, scored over 20 points in the season. Bucky Waters, who was an assistant coach at Duke and helped bring in Mike 
and then had a long career as a commentator and still is, has his wits about him. He was really funny. And then we have four guest speakers that are being there. Uh, Donald Fish, he's with the North Carolina Hall of Fame and works closely with Steve. P.G. Carlissimo, the former, uh, well, Seton Hall coach, but obviously four different times he coached in the NBA. Scranton native, you know, tight with the U because his dad was big league. Yeah, Mark Witted, who is a uh, a writer that wrote about the ABA and knows all about Steve's days with the Pittsburgh Pipers and then and finally Steve Ascendak. So nice. yeah, it'll be a moving event. I think what's going to be, uh, you know, other than the cocktail hour and the dinner, I think this is going to be a moving uh, hour, hour, 15 minutes, and, and uh, a, a good evening for a good man. Well, Jim Coles, thanks for checking in. We, we, we want to update every Monday about this event. So you or, or Nikki or whoever else, let's keep this front and center. It's, it's a, it's a big deal. And, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, Steve Vicendek on the television show this Sunday. Thank you. And, and one last thing, I think a lot of people are, you know, maybe younger than you and I hear the name Steve Vicendek, but it doesn't register because he hasn't lived in our area for, you know, 50 years. But, when they come to the event, they're going to be in awe of what this guy has accomplished. Yeah. So uh, if, you're, if you're listening and you're thinking, I, I would strongly suggest uh, stop by for $50. You'll be well entertained. That'll be a lot of fun, too. Jim yeah, Coles, you thank right, you Bobby. very much. We'll be watching you on uh, WNEP. Hey, hey, have a good weekend and, uh, and a good week. All right. Take care. We'll take this break. Bob Cadaro, the eponymous show rolls on. October 21st. It's going to be a great event, and and he is my uh, 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 my uh, Road Scholar Transport Power Brunch Player of the Week. Easy for me to say. This Sunday, eleven thirty a.m. on WNEP TV. You're going to like it. Uh, and then we went. It was the longest. Um, you go on YouTube when, after the show airs on Sunday. The longest. Uh, show that I've had was continuing the discussions with Steve Vicendak because he was not only a tremendous high school, college, and professional basketball player, but he was one of the outstanding uh, for the Trump situation. And he says, how about Solyndra? How about this bus company? This electric bus company, battery-powered bus company, just went out of business. Cost us real money. And those of you who are wondering what this is about and and thinking, well, there's got to be something other than politics involved. Trump is current on all of the loans that he supposedly defrauded the banks out of. (laughs) <laughs> now, what I believe it is, I've, I haven't looked in this with great depth. The short version is Donald Trump's organization borrowed it's somewhere around $600 million, but they have loans and credit lines and all kinds of things. They're not tied to any specific asset. So Trump sends this as part of the deal a financial statement, and it values various properties. The claim by Letitia James and the hacks 
at the New York Attorney General's office, which has been a disgrace for decades, is that he overvalued his properties. Well, somehow, before the trial even started, the judge declares that he overvalued his properties. And one example that he gave was Marlago. That's Trump's estate in Palm Beach. It's one of the largest properties in Palm Beach. It's got that magnificent building, and it not only pays for itself, it makes money. The judge said it was worth only $26 million, and Trump had it down for some 150 or something. Raw land of that size sells for a couple hundred million dollars in Palm Beach. So he made his own assessments. So you got a you got a hack judge. You got a hack attorney general. It's all politics. I'm not I'm not defending Trump. I, I'm not a. This is just insane. It's it's a disgrace. <sighs> and we're allowing them to do this, and they are doing this in the middle of a political campaign. So it gets even crazier. <sighs> I don't know. And, and and again, we're talking about sophisticated parties who are making a transaction where everybody knows the deal. And the banks have a duty to their shareholders to make sure that Donald Trump's net worth is what he says it is and that the collateral for the loans is sufficient to cover those loans. And they did. And as I said, these loans have all been paid. There's nothing lost. Yeah, this is as crazy as you think it is. Back to Ukraine. Uh, Somebody texted, Bob, I spent more than 25 years in the Army Infantry. Thank you for that, by the way. Thank you very much. And I have several combat tours, and all we ever did was train to fight the Russians. Nothing else. Fight the Russians. That was our entire training regiment. Yeah, I I mean, we were thinking land war with them, and I don't know if we've adjusted to the Chinese. And by the way, I don't know that we'll be fighting a land war with the Chinese. This is going to be a naval conflict, by and large. Uh, Navy guy, I'm not understanding what you sent in, but I, I want to acknowledge it. Uh, it, it says unconventional something on uh, our Columbia class subs. I, yeah, I, when when uh, Joe was talking to me, I didn't have time to point out that we still have, despite not uh, for whatever. And I've read in depth about it. There's still no clear reason why we, the United States, did not get hypersonic technology that the Russians and the Chinese have. We just never got there. We're working hard to catch up, which is odd with how much we spend. This is why I tell you, the, the entire Pentagon's got to get overhauled. 
When you have a jerk like Mark Milley becomes the head of the Joint Chiefs and Lloyd Austin's the head of the Defense Department, you know you've got to overhaul everything completely. When the Chinese and the Russians beat us on hypersonic technology, you know you've got to overhaul the Pentagon. So, back to that point, and I believe this is what Navy guy's point is, which I've said before, but I, I we were out of time when Joe was on the phone. We still have the secret weapon of our submarines. And that still is a deterrent for the Chinese. Because they can't find our submarines in order to hit them. Our, our surface fleet is very vulnerable within a certain range. Which means they can't get close to the action. Maybe not even be able to get close enough to the action to use the planes that are on the aircraft carriers. But we still have the submarine fleet. So, in any event, uh, that that's that deal. We're going to take a break. Bob Cadaro, W-I-L-K. And uh, we're going to hear the news from Paula Degen. We'll come back. we got another full hour of the club for Common Sense. WYLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 